Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Season 5 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. I'm sorry it's so early I just I don't have anywhere else to go it started a few months ago we were all having dinner together and then Maria got called into work I said I would stay for one more drink we were tipsy maybe flirting a little, but it was innocent. I mean, she's my friend, he's married, so nothing could happen, right? And then that kiss was like an accident. And we didn't see each other for a few weeks. And then he called and said he felt guilty and wanted to talk. And so he came over and One thing led to another and... I don't understand, Grace. Why didn't you end it? I tried. I swear, I I really tried. But he said he loved me. (sighs) Look, he and Maria haven't been happy for a long time. He, He wanted to move on. And I don't know, we just... We have this connection. Why are you telling me this? Maria came over last night. She found out somehow. What did she say? Just that she knew. I mean, she cried. We both cried. Oh, God, I know I'm guilty, but if he would have just left her like he said he would. So you're going to break up their family? He was going to do it anyway. Who cares if it was with me or someone else? Maria cares. You're right. God, I'm a terrible friend. You're not the person I thought you were. Natalie, please. Why did you change your name from Rachel Temple? That was a long time ago. People don't change their names unless they have something to hide. I was accused of something in high school. Accused of what? My boyfriend died. His family was upset and they needed someone to blame. I was a minor, so I wasn't in the papers, but word spreads in a small town. 
I wasn't charged or anything. It was nobody's fault. But I just couldn't escape the rumors. So I moved. That was a long time ago. But this is who I am. Natalie, you know me. Have you spoken to Tony? I hope this doesn't ruin us too. I felt so close to you. I think we all just need some time. So that was a lot. She handled it better than I would. I think that Grace's um, sort of takeaway of like, I'm such a bad friend was so strange and a dead giveaway that she didn't really understand the magnitude of what she did. Like when you do that, you're just a straight up bad person. Yeah, but then those bad people then try to, you know, get some guilt and some sympathy by statements like oh poor me I'm such like a bad I friend so, yeah i feel mm. I'm, i feel i don't feel please help me understand so natalie pours some coffee inside and right away when ryan comes in the kitchen she wants some fucking answers about that hug yeah i mean uh, i would have had it before that conversation oh when like how long Grace, would you get have the had fuck it out ryan let's talk about that hug. yeah what's up you know how i feel about that bitch right stop it have or you guys however. had those things over the past no no you know always nothing that not, nothing that got out of hand we're very kind of confident with our you never hugged someone inappropriately we, we actually um before we uh like in, in college we dared each other to kiss someone else at a bar on a new year's eve so oh, I think um, you, and you told me about this did yeah. you both cry N no no Oh. She kissed the dude, and it was gross because he tasted like the onion pizza that he had just eaten. And then the girl I kissed three minutes later barfed in a garbage can uh -huh. <laughs> for being so drunk. So you guys were just like, let's just let's just stick to us. <laughs> yeah, this is horrible. That was um, it. Love. So he's like, I felt bad, you know? And she's like, well, that hug was a lot, bitch. So <laughs> she calls Roz and asks her if she's heard from Maria. She wants to talk to her about something. She's like, Ryan, watch Hannah for a bit. 4858 to 4956. I knew it. What? How? I don't know. I just had this feeling about Grace for a while now. And then I caught them staring at each other at your party, and then I confronted him in your kitchen. That's when you, like, walked in on it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm so stupid. What? It's, it's just the way it happened. I thought that you and him were... Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. Girl, Maria and I have been best friends for almost 10 years. We went to college together. She met Grace last year at some mommy and me thing. That's how we all got together. Grace. That's even her real name. I don't even know what to believe anymore. You know, I use this background check agency for my foundation. Let me see what I can find out. That's Savannah woman. Are you still in contact? She messages me on Instagram. Yeah, I think you should talk to her and see what else she knows. Literally, that's what all of us need is like a friend who has a background checking app. Right. Like, that's all you need in life. But we all can have one if you want. 
um yeah my friend gave me her login like that's our netflix oh i love like, it <laughs> our netflix is like fucking busting In- okay wait speaking of just predators because i think i've been talking about that non-stop i was re-watching some um to catch a predator recently isn't it amazing that the group that they use the watchdog group was called perverted justice oh my goodness that's like a kind of like a, a, a stripper name perverted Coming justice to the stage, is like perverted a justice. sick name like it's such it's like that's dope like perverted justice and like that yeah. one girl that they had who would always have a bulletproof vest on for no reason like while she was talking to the pedophiles like she did the most like like it was a pretty iconic show awesome. i think that we're in a great place with this we're ramping up i am a little disappointed that they have a fun diner in town and this is the only scene in there I would love some eggs right now. I think that's where I'm coming from is I would love bacon and eggs. I would love a cheeseburger deluxe. Yeah. A diner. Why do they call it deluxe? Because it comes with lettuce, tomato, and coleslaw. That's what that signifies? Yeah, that's the deluxe in the New York diner. I'll have a cheeseburger fries or a cheeseburger deluxe, lettuce, tomato, coleslaw. And like in Boston, we have coffee regular. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. She goes into her Instagram DMs um, and she sees that she got a new message that says she's dangerous. She messages them asking if they can talk a little bit later on. So Grace goes to see Maria and Tony answers the door. He's like, listen, you know what? She never came home last night. She's not answering my calls. The kids are with her mom until things are more settled. He doesn't want to see the family sort of splitting up like this in front of the kids, which I I stand for that. Yes, 100%. We're going to have to give him some props for that. He explains that this was an accident. Things escalated and Grace started to threaten him. She said that she would hurt herself if he dumped him. So this is also a very familiar sort of pathological thing yes oh yeah the grace that everyone knows she's a mess inside i mean you can imagine i just this everything about this character is starting to make a lot of sense For the sake of his family for maria um he tried to you know get her out of his life but she is a drug that you can't quit that's oh. what he says so the dishwasher is running when Natalie gets home. GP. She heads upstairs and Ryan and Hannah are on the bed. Ryan is passed out holding Hannah. Looks a little dangerous, but I'm going to give it to him. He apologizes to her, presumably about the whole hug thing, and she apologizes to him. The thing with Grace has gotten really crazy. If she doesn't hear from Maria, she needs to call the police. So he tells her that you know he needs to give her a little bit more time for maria to surface because she's probably humiliated that really hit me really? just like yeah like she like there was this sort of not only is your husband cheating on you but he's cheating on you with like a close friend group? oh that's yeah. like that's such a humiliation not necessarily like just in the sense that she shouldn't have to feel humiliated but i was like it's enough for her to go off the grid that is such a tough spot long story short these people have grown as a couple. I think we can move on from this. So Natalie FaceTimes. <laughs> my autocorrect wrote facetious. FaceTimes with Savannah the next day. Um, she's an emo with pink hair. She's clearly working at a Starbucks via, you know, the very obvious giveaway of the apron. Right. And I think she even says something about that in this clip. Let's get this FaceTime. It's a really great moment. She really looks like someone who their brother was killed in high school and they've been dealing with the fallout and this is where life has left yes. them. Like it's Love perfect it. casting for that. 5444 to 5555. Hi, Savannah. Hi. Um, thank you for doing this. Yeah, I can't talk long. I'm on a break, so I have a few minutes. Tell me how you know Rachel. 
Rachel Temple killed my brother. Excuse me? They dated in high school. I was just a freshman. They were both seniors. She was obsessed with him. She wanted him to spend every second with her. Made him stop hanging out with his friends, with me, everyone. And then Dustin wanted to go on a weekend hunting trip with his friends. I remember they fought about it for hours and he was sick of it. So we broke up with her. Two days later, they found him dead in the woods. A gunshot wound to the back of the head. Oh my God. I I'm so sorry. I ran into her a few months later and she was perfectly composed, all sweet and innocent, like nothing had happened. Our lawyer found out during the investigation that she'd been abandoned as a child. So she just bounced around from home to home, always resetting her life, always pretending she's just like everyone else. They cut the tip off of her MAC lipstick. We just went to Greece in her car putting on her lipstick. Oh. Did you see that? They cut the tip off of it? Maybe that's how she applies it so it gets that shape. Mm. It looked cut. So what do you think of the sister? What do you think of this backstory that Grace was abandoned as a child? Do you that's think she's the, feral? She's definitely <laughs> trailer park feral. She's definitely like North Florida. Yeah. Def and then um I could I could see Virginia. Ooh, that's Virginia's deep. She's kind of too pretty for Virginia. I think you, I think the the bloodlines are a little crossed up in there. I think you want to get a little more south. Right. Where you get a little more of a international flavor. <laughs> yes, Grace, this Aryan dream clearly looks like fucking international flavor inspired. <laughs> well, she, she's I mean, everything's Taco symmetrical, Bell. so she's not like, you know, second cousins. True. So she's very symmetrical for that, is my point. That's good. Grace is all dolled up and ready to go see Tony. Tony's leaving a message for Maria. He's at a breaking point. There's a knock at the door and he answers. So, I mean, just to remember, this is Tony wants nothing to do with her. He may have gotten a beach on the fucking nanny cam, but that doesn't mean that he wants anything to do with this psycho anymore, which is convenient for Tony. Like that he has this whole narrative of like, no, she said she's going to kill herself. Like, right. Maybe you shouldn't have started fucking her in the first place, Tony. Yeah. Sign number one. So there's a knock at the door. He answers. Let's play that. It's 5623 to 5934. Ah, oh, Have you heard from her? Does it look like I know where she is? I mean, she's left for a night after a bad fight, but never like this. Never. Ah, I think I broke us. Oh, I think it's been broken. Don't. Doesn't mean we have to be. Grace, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Don't say that. I love my wife. Don't. What do you know? You love me. It was a mistake. You made love to me. In this kitchen, on that table. Stop. In your wife's bedroom. Stop it. You said we could be together. I was wrong. No, 
No, I was wrong. I was wrong, and if I could take it all back, I swear to God I would. I need you to leave. You're a liar. You're a liar. Whoa, what the hell is that? Tell me you love me. Grace, put the knife down. Say it! Grace. I know you do. Grace, please. You can have me. No, I can't. Grace, give me the knife. and I'll give you the knife. Call Tony a bitch. Yeah, she's every guy that cuts in at your workout at the gym, bitch. You know, I I will say that um, this the kitchen island. I'm realizing more and more as every day goes by in my life is such a key part to movie production and TV production. Like, yes. if your kitchen doesn't have an island, what are you doing? Yeah, you're not having parties. You got to have that kitchen island for all sorts of staging. There's so much yes. comedy in the kitchen island, right? Like, you know, you always get, you always want a cup of nuts laying around the house, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, every great show when you think about it has a kitchen island, but you can never see any of the surface because it collects all of the clutter of the house. Yeah, so that was that was nuts. Um, she's fu- he's fucking dead. We don't get a movie that often that all of the great stuff sort of happens towards the end. I would say this season we've had like a steady uptick of those movies where it's like, fuck, it's on. Like a lot of these. Yeah. A lot of these movies will really front load. And then it's just sort of like, yeah, we know what's going on. This movie still has a lot of twists in it towards the end. It's like really impressive actually. So Roz calls Natalie and she asks her, if she's heard from Maria and she says, no, not yet, but she got Grace's background check and that there's no priors, no legal trouble. Overall, it's been pretty clean. There's not much under Rachel Temple either. School records, some foster care documents. She bounced around with a lot of different families, totally legally changed her name a few years ago, although it seems that she was never married. Grace lived in Mississippi until a year ago. Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Yeah, a fun state to spell. And also, <laughs> that's where she, this is where Grace was grown from. Yeah. I, I will say that, like, it's a little bit of, like, a, a cliche of the foster home sort of bounced around yes. thing. That's, 
Like at a I mean, certain point. We use point, that on a say by the bell to describe one of Zach's girlfriends. Yeah. Or like, you know, sometimes that is the reality, but there's also more interesting realities that like this sort of narcissistic psychopath could be born out of. Yes. You know, a million percent. So she a deed with her name was never recorded within the county. So the house is still registered under the names of the previous owners, Drew and Lydia Jackson. Natalie suggests that maybe the deed was never filed. She says it could be or that maybe it was filed in the wrong county by accident. Accident. Now, those are good places for your mind to go, but it's not right. Like, it's very, like, rare that that would be the case. Right. So your home was filed under the wrong county. Just be, We got to buy time to the next scene. Also, can you find that shit on, like, Zillow? Like, you yeah, pretty much can, yes. <laughs> so Grace officially cleans up the murder scene at Tony's house. She has a spot of blood on her face and her shirt is totally trash. She goes into uh, Maria's room and changes into one of the dresses and then carries her shirt out the front door in a plastic bag. So Grace is literally wearing Maria's dress after murdering her husband. And the way she cleans up a murder scene is perfectly efficient exactly the way that like someone who's done this before would do right but but i think that's just i mean she she murdered one dude i guess we could assume maybe she's murdered more but you know suddenly she she kills one she shoots one guy in the back of the head in the woods suddenly she's a pro at cleaning up murder scenes with a knife inside a house Uh, well absolutely (laughs) absolutely um no cleanup in the woods no, so Natalie looks up Lydia Jackson. They were both a pretty couple that had just given birth to a baby. So, like, who we saw at the beginning, basically. Natalie makes sure that Hannah is still sleeping in her crib. She sets out on foot with her baby monitor going up. Um, What's the brand of that baby monitor, Miles? Baby monitor. Love it. She checks the baby monitor before she runs up to Grace's house. So, this is my little fat baby Hannah is sleeping in her bed, looking like a fucking cat. Like, she's so cute. She looks like one of those, like, overfed furry cats that, like, just lays on its back. Is my body shaming a baby? You're allowed to, like, talk about. Yeah, babies can be fluffy. The little, like, chunk of a baby. You just want to, like, smush them. Yeah, they're so cute. Just as long as you don't um, have them smoking cigarettes on YouTube. Yes, no. That that was that was nuts. That was wild. No. Um <clears throat> so there's no answer at Grace's house. Natalie decides to run around the back. She sees a window and goes in- inside. So, you know, there's crimes being committed. I <laughs> yes. feel like especially if you think this woman is Just remotely passing. dangerous, like why would you escalate to now going through the window creating the- crimes? Right. Like <laughs> Call the police now. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's good. like you said, it's starting to get exciting. Can I go back to something that, like, I just want to get your opinion on? I know that there's, like, the sort of, like, breast milk crisis that exists. And um, I understand that not every mother is able to give her own milk to her baby necessarily. But, like, right. breast milk is still ideal in a, for a lot of parents. Yes. When... Like Grace offered to give her an envelope or two of breast milk, like so that she would be able to drink and just like pump and dump later. Right. I would. I was shocked. Like I would never think. Like I'm just gonna give. Like sharing the same beer. Hey, you want a sip? Also, well, yeah, but also like you're giving it to your child, but also like you don't know how that person keeps their body. Yeah. No. I mean, if you if you have alcohol in your body. And you pump, your kid can get drunk. I mean, we will find out later that this milk is much more pure than we could have ever imagined. But it's... Um, room temperature. I mean, 
just the freezer full of breast milk she had and the freeness she had and just giving it away. I was like, <laughs> I would be almost embarrassed to offer someone breast milk, but maybe I don't, maybe I don't know enough about where moms are at with that. I know that there is like a crisis for it. Well, I definitely, yeah. When my wife was breastfeeding, it definitely wasn't uh, like open table with the breasts. Yeah. You wouldn't just pass off your kid to another boob. No. Yeah, Although happen. I know in many cultures that is I the case. I'm not that. trying to offend anyone. I just thought that it was a little bit like for a lifetime movie, I found that shocking. Yeah. That there was like potentially an open exchange of breast milk. <laughs> um <clears throat> the black market. So Roz gets a text from Natalie. Um it says Grace is hiding something inside that house. I'm gonna go see what it is. Um Roz gets up to go deal with this text um, in the middle of her big boardroom meeting. But meanwhile, Natalie's at the house ready to find her way to the basement door. She got a screwdriver ready to go and she started to remove the door by its hinges. Okay. Wow. That was to me. She I YouTube'd was like that first. I, yeah, I for she sure. definitely YouTubed it. But also like, dude, to remove a door by its hinges is the most aggressive <laughs> thing I can think of besides kicking through it. I right. would find maybe kicking through it less aggressive than taking off the hinges. Right. So um, Roz calls Natalie. She doesn't answer. At this point, Grace pulls up to the house. She stops to check her lipstick and realizes that she has blood on one of her cheeks. She wipes it from her face Ugh. and licks her finger clean. Oh, <laughs> nasty natalie heads down to the basement grace knocks on the door but no one answers um i don't know why grace would knock on her own door i don't know why i wrote because that i think it was oh it was a jar oh right, right, right. was it even though she went through the window maybe not <clears throat> natalie tries to turn on the lights downstairs but they're not on so she starts to lose signal on the baby monitor she sort of props the baby monitor at the top of the stairs so she can heal, hear it um, there's a huge freezer down there. Um, I don't know why I Natalie, knew there was a fucking body in there. Yeah, I don't I don't know why Natalie thinks she needs to know more about this. Right. That's what I wrote in my notes. I'm like, Natalie. Well, I think she She wants proof, I guess. Like she wants to you can't call the police after breaking into someone's house and mean like they have a freezer downstairs. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's and nothing not a, else. Like that Im- only implicates you at this point. But she does think Maria's down there. Right, it's about right. She's looking for Maria. Still, this is a lot of taking the law into your own hands. Um, She's a vigilante, mom. I love good vigilantes, dude. Oh, we need more of them. I was trying to like read as much as I could about vigilantes last night. I love someone who takes the law into their own hands. Me too. It's everything for me. So she hears Hannah. After this, (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Dog, let's go fucking solve a crime. Yeah. Um. So she hears jaywalking. She hears Hannah starting to cry on the baby monitor. Grace is outside and she overhears the crying on the monitor. Fuck. And Natalie's just about to leave the basement when she hears muffled screams. <laughs> Again, just leave now and call the police. Grace walks up to the back door in like the basement and she sees that it's open. She lets herself in. Um, great. Natalie can hear Grace uh, screaming for help. Oh, I understand what's going on. So basically, Grace is at Natalie's house and Natalie is at Grace's house very silence of the lambs right and so she's like sort of realizing that okay i see now i see so there's a woman on the floor on a single mattress in in the bottom of this basement like Montana, at the end of Bay. she has a bucket to use as a bathroom perfect brutal um guantanamo bay is still open you guys i don't know if you remember is that it? yeah it's still open Shit. 
Um, who the fuck knows how long she's been down there? Let's play 109.23 to 113.27. You can hear the fear and confusion in this woman's voice. Like, I think is where the acting kicks in. Imagine a year in a basement. Who are you? Lydia Jackson. This is my house. She has my baby. Maybe, um, maybe I can break it from the inside. How long have you been like this? After we had Billy, we wanted to hire a nanny. Grace seemed perfect. Grace. Hi. You must be Grace. Wow, this is perfect. Thank you. Here he is. Mr. Sleepyhead just woke up from a nap. He's beautiful. May I? Of course. Hi, Thomas. What's um? Billy, actually. That's right. <laughs> uh, he just looks so much like a Thomas to me. <laughs> she became obsessed with my baby, my house, my life. She wanted everything to herself. Drew tried to stop her and she she kept me alive. Defeat Billy. Soon he'll be old enough and she'll kill me too. Okay, okay, I'm gonna do. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna um, alright. I, I don't have service down here. I have to go back upstairs. <laughs> You're gonna be okay. I promise you're gonna be okay. I'm gonna be back. I promise. I promise. Okay. Okay. Here. Here. Take this. Take this. I'll be right back. I'm so disappointed in you. Leaving your child home alone? You didn't even lock the back door? Where is she? That's the problem. You don't know where she is. You weren't paying attention. Just like that day in the park, remember? I found Lydia. 
and I called the cops. So it's over, Grace. <laughs> oh, see, that's funny. Because I tried calling your phone and it went straight to voicemail. Which makes me think you don't have service. I just blocked your number. Well, if the cops are on the way, I gotta get rid of you quick. Fuck Damn. me up, bitch. Okay, they did pan to that breast milk um, pump or whatever and the bags on the table. That like was like they revealing would revealing rosebud. Like insane like like psychosexual like sort of <laughs> sadistic torture in, like instruments in which it, it is in this case for sure but it also was just ironic to see at the end of this movie that's so I don't know they, they just use the breast milk the as the beauty as, of breast milk I think that was their like their clever breadcrumbs throughout the story that they're revealing finally so beautiful yes um, this is some, this is sick shit. This is really, really sick shit. Um, I, <laughs> I'm reminded of Heidi Broussard. Have you seen that case recently in the news, um, at all? I've heard of it. The woman in Texas who was found dead in the trunk of her best friend of yes. 24 years. Her car, the best friend and pretended to get pregnant around the same time as her and like Loki had the plan to like steal her baby the whole time. She wound up killing poor Heidi and then her daughter Margot was kept alive and they finally got her back this week. But like unreal that long con of 20. I mean, I don't think that was always the case. I think that maybe she's a site like, you know, just manipulative person and has something going on with her. Megan uh, is her me. name. Right. Yes. But like she also, um, you know, there's something. You gotta be fucked. I mean, you, you have to be fucked up just to think that. To even consider it yes, in the first because, place. Like, then what's, because you don't have like the insight to think, all right, what happens after? Mm -hmm. You're just so in the moment, just so have this, that, that chemical reaction to get it done. Yeah. I mean, I think that I don't know if she was ever not pregnant and or maybe miscarried or something like there's no details really about that that have come out. But it's some really dark shit. And crimes of passion are legit. And not everyone like plans it out like grace is also what I'm kind of <laughs> sort of saying. It's like these sort of it seems like long, like short term plans to steal a baby. Yeah. You know, like it, it's maybe like sort of a rash decision you make, but then go through with. But like, again, as you said, like, how are you supposed to move forward with a baby that's just obviously not yours? Right. Like, you, you probably, what is she going to do? Skip town and everyone's going to be like, oh, I bet I know who did it. Your friend who moved out of town, <laughs> your friend of 24 years. Like, that was the thing is like family friends had like FaceTimed with. Heidi in the past right. and this baby. Weird. So yeah. Where and where what state? This is in Austin, Texas. Oh. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. And what's even more unfortunate is that like the husband, or I guess like her boyfriend who she already has a child with, I think they were engaged now. Um, everyone thought he did it because of the interview he gave. And people were like, Oh, he's giving me Chris Watts vibes, like really like I don't know. Wow. And now, like, you know, he absolutely did not do it. And the girlfriend did. Her friend, yeah, yeah, did it. But, like, I just feel bad this man is, like, has half of Reddit buzzing about what a piece of shit he is, and he didn't even do it. Due diligence. So, who fucking knows how long she's been down there? There's something so 
every time you see it she looks a little too the healthy bucket, you never feel good about the bucket anytime you see it it's not sanitary oh 100 percent. it just is like the bucket really says how little that you're cared for you're a farm animal yeah and the chain's like a veal yeah i mean she was attached to the wall like a veal can you imagine i mean just being in there every day knowing that as soon as your kid doesn't need to breastfeed anymore how you're long gone. is she down there that's that's let's put that's i would say honestly there? probably five months i don't know but that kid when you first saw the kid in the stroller scene he had long flowy blah blonde hair oh right so maybe a year i mean that kid is even older than that that's almost that's a year and a half that kid that they present and that was like an infant she brought out like maybe two months or three months when right. she first entered. i mean I that that's a year and i don't think that kid that was breastfeeding anymore maybe he is Obviously I think I don't know. Some people keep it in the bottle, keep going yeah. with the breast milk till they're like fucking Pumped twelve. Out, right. So Grace basically kills Natalie. She she dead. Um, as far as we know, and she puts her body into the freezer and locks it. Ryan comes home and he starts looking for natalie he sees that hannah is still laying in her crib so thank god grace didn't snatch her up yet brian calls Roz and he asks if natalie's okay he's like i don't know where she is why you know why wouldn't she be okay that's what Roz does she's like she would be fine and i'm like Roz, come on now you know why she wouldn't be fine so the news is on <laughs> while grace packs her bags they discover tony and the police are there on the scene so all of this is catching up to her it's time to split <laughs> Sorry. Marie No, also like at this point, like she is gonna have to get a whole new identity, but I feel like her she's later tracks like pretty deep into this identity. She's fucked. Yeah. Marie's son is playing with blocks when he looks up and sees his house on TV. Grandma realizes what's on TV and she starts freaking out. She calls for Maria and Maria comes down. So thank God Maria is not dead. Lydia is using her um screwdriver to break free from her chains in the basement she hears footsteps approaching and let's go to this scene 115 57 to 117 26 let's find out how sick this bitch grace is sorry if you got your hopes up but you're not leaving did you kill her too time to pump i can't Excuse me? I'm sick. I can't right now. Oh. <laughs> what part of this do you understand? If you don't get me milk, then there is no reason for me to keep you alive. I need you to pump. Right now.
Just as a surprise. Where's Natalie? So Grace just sort of like when Roz asks like where's Natalie she just sort of shakes her head like she doesn't really understand the question but meanwhile Natalie is coming to in the freezer downstairs she's laying on top of some frozen corn she starts to move a few of the bags away from her I'm not sure why but I personally wouldn't dig around if I woke up in a freezer yeah that I think like I think Goonies did it for me when like Chunk realizes he's in the freezer with the dead guy I mean, that has made me always sort of feel like just don't dig around if you if your body's in a freezer. You got to start Kill Bill in that shit. He would have lived, I think, if Chunk lived in that freezer. <laughs> you know? But her in the freezer, that was, I mean, we've seen Kill Bill. We've seen Uma Thurman freaking karate chop her fingers through the six feet of burying. I was waiting for something like that. Yeah. You could even give me a little little Easter egg, a Kill Bill in there. Yeah. Well, we're going to get some a little bit, maybe not really. But yeah, so she's underneath or she's on top of Lydia's husband. Basically, Natalie starts beating the top of the freezer and screaming for help. Lydia finally wakes up in the basement. Let's play one eighteen oh nine to one eighteen fifty seven. Grace, Natalie told me that she was coming here to ask you about Maria. Then Ryan called and said that he came home and Hannah's home alone. Natalie's car is there, but she's missing. So I'm going to ask you one more time. Where's Natalie? You know what? I think we need to call the police and let them know what's happening. First, Maria, and now Natalie. This is starting to seem serious. Why don't you come in and I'll, I'll grab my phone. You're bleeding. Oh, um, I scratched my arm on the car door. Uh, broken skin. Would you mind putting Thomas in his high chair and I'll get something for this? Come on in. The power of entering. Literally, this is this movie has like reinforced something for I, me. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm the a, power I'm, of entering. Like you are giving a person a whole new set of permissions when you enter their home. Yes. Or let someone enter your home. And I think that we don't always think of that. I understand like sophomore impulse of like going through someone's shit. <laughs> you know, Stop like opening balls. someone's like medicine cabinet. <laughs> like you want to do that. <laughs> you want to like see like, oh, like what are these people about? Uh, and I used never to do, the medicine cabinet. I used to do shit like that when I was younger. Like everyone knows like the medicine cabinet thing. Well, that's where all, that's like looking into the soul. Right. Of somebody. But like as an adult, like any time I've like had a friend who's like, oh, if you looked at my medicine cabinet, the blah, blah, blah was blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> why would I look in your medicine cabinet? Maybe I just did really good snooping when I was babysitting in high school. Well, that's one of the things that you, um, when you're a parent, you know, you have to kind of stay on top of is these kids will take your prescription medications. So you got to put, the, you got to, you got to count, you got to hide that in your coat pockets in your closet. Right. Because the opioids is cash money. Right. I don't think people had good drugs when I was babysitting. I think just like mostly contact solution. (laughs) Basically, like Roz right away knows that like there's something wrong here. And handing off the baby is obviously a manipulative tactic. But when Grace turns to like, you know, shut the door, she goes to grab her trusty like pokey stabber thing. And she sees that Roz isn't there. So Roz is now playing this sort of cat and mouse, Tom and Jerry 
thing with her inside the house. I love Tom and Jerry. Natalie's in the freezer trying to kick her way out. So there's your Kill Bill moment. Roz is hiding in a closet where she's texting 911. Great reminder that you can text 911. It's actually like a really great, effective way to get in touch with 911 because you're not like having to spell your address, which I would die. Like if I really needed 911 and I had to be like saying the letters out loud, I think I would probably lose my mind. You would. Or, or fake order a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> with suggestive toppings <laughs> that are metaphors for kidnapping. Natalie has finally kicked her way out of the freezer. Roz has gotten her hands on something long and hard, and she takes a whack at Grace. I'm not really sure what that was. She and Grace are fighting hard at this point. Once Roz's dad, Natalie, comes in and takes a whack too, but Grace is a trained killer, essentially. Grace is able to turn it around, and somehow she's on top of Natalie holding a fire poker, and she says to her, I really thought we could be friends. Before she can stick it in her chest, there's a gunshot. Lydia has shot her. Natalie gets up to check on Roz. So everyone's winning back their day here. Sweet, sweet revenge, baby. Yeah. 122, 32 seconds to 124.25. Roz, 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 Roz. For a little while, I went to stay at my mom's and I told her to ignore my calls, but I I saw on the news that Tony is dead. She killed him. Oh my God. And I saw it. I saw it. I saw everything. The nanny cam, it recorded everything. And I tried not to look at it, but I... She's a monster. None of it was real. What did you Matt! Matt! Oh, that's my husband. <laughs> Natalie! Excuse me. That's my wife. That's my wife! 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 That's my Todd, what's your impression? I'm going to do this portion of the podcast out of breath. I don't know why it even doesn't. (laughs) Hold on. I catch my breath when I finish. Why are they always out of breath? Been running it. It's, it's very it's very dramatic it's also is it like the is it like the adrenaline of it all i think you learn in um in uh, acting school when you're distressed you're out of breath so you've worked with a lot of actors right i have you have is to break this them a common all of the a- acting school habits that they've learned give me some good ones because i feel like this is what our show is is a lot of 
acting school habits? Oh, now you put me on the spot. Well, um, frantic doesn't mean loud. Oh, what, what about that's, playing drunk? That's, that's improv 101. All right, guys, welcome to Groundlings uh, First Class. Pretend you're in a party and you're drunk. Everybody, you know. Uh, what who's drunk they always say that the secret to (laughs) acting drunk is to act like you're not drunk because drunk people don't like to wear it yes but you're you're well versed you've 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 been in the business a while yes you know the levels of which you know actors can dig right drunk 101 is slurring and then, Very few people can do that well. Yes, and it's obvious. So that, I mean, I'm not writing a lot it's of like drunk characters. Slurring can be done well. Yeah. Like, there are great scenes of people that are believably, like, just pissed. Like, but you can have, like, but as you said as well, there's some drunks that can really put on a, a good show. Right. But there's a tell. There's, like, a stutter. Don't make it big. We want a little tell. Yeah. Not, hey. Yeah, that's the big. That's, that's be like the go to. Like that's beautiful. Different podcasts. Who do you think was um? Okay, so give me some more like what's um good like just busy work acting like people always try to do cheers in the scenes of backgrounds like yeah oh oh the background artists do, are the worst when you do dinner right a dinner out how many people their instinct is to go to cheersing their glasses like people sit there yes. and cheers throughout a whole meal. That's a little too happy for me. Right. It's also right. distracting. It's also like aliens being humans at a dinner. Yes. <laughs> you know? You no, know, the tink, 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 tink. That? Is that what you're talking about? That yeah. Or just like if they're in the background, like people, you know, instead this of just what, eating, they're right. like doing, they're deciding that for some reason they're all toasting at that meal. And it's like, this is a diner scene. Like, I don't want to see you. I, don't I know this to, is your moment. Right, 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 right. But you're doing your job if I don't notice you. Right. Unfortunately, that is what it is for these actors. I, I do feel think like, like liquid needs to be on our next scale, like liquid? just sort of like abuse of like beverages. Well, like as as background. Well, that's so funny because busy um, work. Like, yeah, David Henry's big thing I think was um, when he was bored, he would be tending, he'd be just dipping his tea bag, and it got to such a joke where he would be dipping just the the rope in the thing, and no one would notice, but that would be his thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but more of a you know a uh, self-aware type of a joke that you, you you'll see consistently. So actors have their kind of go-to and kind of make it thematic. What about directors? Like, what's their clam for like keep you busy in the kitchen? Well, it's always chopping like we had in this movie, making sauce, feeding your husband, making from the big sp- sauce, right? Yes. Making sauce, <laughs> making and, sauce. And honey, here, let me try it for you. I'm going to hold the big spoon out. I'm going to cut my other hand under it. And you're going to yeah. sip it. And of course, it's going to be delicious. Yeah, the sauce is going to just maybe need a little salt. Little salt. Okay, I got it, it, honey. It just needs a little salt. And then you cut to her. <laughs> I'll give you more fucking salt, bitch. And she puts the whole thing in it because right, she's right, angry. Right, right, so. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, my God, you're right. Making sauce yeah. is such a true a true clam in these movies. Yeah, I've done background work before. And it's, it's so like you have, to be, you have to be engaged with the person. And every actor is so narcissistic. They're all doing their own thing. It looks like it's their robots. Yeah, I mean, well, like, there's not a lot of care given to, like, what they do. So if you do it wrong, you're just out. Yeah, that's the third AD's responsibility. They want to direct, you know, walk here on this queue, walk here on that queue. And then 
it, it hurts my feelings. I was explaining to my friend, I was like, her cousin's an AD, and I was like, do you know, like, the power they hold on a set? Like, they literally could get someone sag. Like, yes. that's the power they hold to a background actor. Yes. Like, that's everything. Like, those, there's, like, lots of jobs that for quote unquote above the line, like yes. they're looked down on or maybe just thought as like tertiary characters. They're not, important. They are so important, but not just that for the people that are like the people that really no one quote unquote above the line pays attention to, which is all the extras. Yeah. They're everything for that person. They're their point person the way that they're more important than the director is no, and that the AD can like get them their whole career. Yeah. So we see, um, did you watch Breaking Bad? Not religiously. I know it was the best show on television. There was that one episode where like the two meth heads were like fighting um, over an ATM. I think they were actually in a heroin and they were fighting over an ATM and like the baby is left outside at the end. Jesse like leaves the baby on the stoop and it reminded me so much of that. Just like seeing Thomas cry and wail, like not knowing that his mom is his mom at this point. <laughs> it made me so sad for that little baby. Cause like what a fucking psychological murder that is for that baby. It is. In Freudian speak, like their life is already over. Fucked from the what the moments, those first impressionable moments, but probably the best acting of a baby in a movie because that was not his actual mother and he was reacting appropriately. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, so let's um wrap this up the way that we always do with a fucking weird birthday party um, that's supposed <laughs> to, you know, fill us in on what's going to happen from here and feel okay about it. I feel like the movie could have ended without this and we would have gotten the same sort of result, but let's just make it really dark and make us think that Lydia and Billy are going off into a really long journey of healing and pain. Uh, 125 to 126.42. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Billy. Happy birthday to you. Yay! Yay! Thank you, uh, all of you, for everything. What'd the lawyer say? She drained the accounts. Almost everything's gone. They are going to try to help me reclaim as much as they can, but it'll take years and there's no guarantee. I saw the listing went up. Yeah, yeah. Um, the agent thinks that we'll get a good price for it. Uh, and once it sells, at least I'll have some options. But um, I can't even think about that right now. Well, you know you're welcome to stay here for as long as you like. We mean it. There's one more bit of good news. Can I say it? Yeah. You're looking at the newest fifth grade teacher at Louisville Elementary. <laughs> well, Lydia has so graciously agreed to watch Hannah. So we decided. You decided. I decided that I was ready to go back. I was afraid that I couldn't do it all and be the perfect mom, but maybe I can't. Maybe that doesn't exist. I'm not scared anymore, though, because I know I'm not alone. It takes a village. It takes a tribe. 
why are we leading us into a bunch of new thoughts about how fucked these people are? <laughs> that house is not selling we at know. a good price. <laughs> that, part, that, that house had two murders in it. That needs to be raised Woman and exercised. Woman breastfeeding like a fucking dairy cow. <laughs> That's um, like a Kobe beef. Okay, so um, our scale works like this. Basically, you pick the greatest movie of all time. What do you think is like a perfect movie? Oh shit! Just pick something like Kill Bill if you love Kill Bill. Yeah, Kill Bill is a great movie. Okay, so if Kill Bill is a one, um, on on the five end is sort of the most lifetimey lifetime movie that could possibly exist. Every year we do our Tory Spelling Lifetime Lifetime Achievement Award, so that means the movie that scores the highest will wind up in our Hall of Fame that lives on our website, MotherMaySleepAPodcast dot com. So when we go through these categories, I want you to think of one being some of the most finely acted, directed, et cetera, movies of all time. And then on the five, maybe Mother May Sleep with Danger or some sort of similar old school Lifetime movie. Uh Um, On a scale of Kill Bill to Lifetime, uh, would you consider the acting in this to be closer to a one or a five? Oh, all five plus. Five, okay. Believability of the world and characters. Like, is this something that even you could suspend your sort of belief? Like, I'm going to go three just because of the, uh, I think the, uh, the setups and the, the worlds were great, but they weren't visually depicted correctly. Three. Um, creative use of words to avoid censorship. Like woke. I mean, yeah, I guess woke was them sort of being edgy a little bit, but more like there should have been a swear there, but it wasn't. Well, I swear all the time, so... I mean, I thought this was pretty close. Like, I didn't feel like That's it was five. missing. No, I think it's like a two. Because they weren't like fiddlesticks. Oh, no I mean, there wasn't la- even a lot. Okay, uh, I'm going to... Yes, two. I agree. Dialogue. Takes a village. No, it takes a tribe. Five. Because okay. it was all pipe. Yeah. No, no yeah. Because, like, especially when you saw how Roz, like, had potential as an actress... And yeah, then sort but of she was she was the pipe queen. She just had to lay out the pipe wardrobe. So just the costuming, like the physical, like clothing. I thought the like Grace was really good. I thought that the house, like you know, they did seem like suburban housewives yeah. on sort of like a not crazy disposable income. Right. I thought I thought this was like a, a three? three. Yeah, I got yeah. Three. Hair and makeup. Makeup was horrible. It was horror. I mean, you got the HD treatment, so I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go four. Okay. Music. Not enough music. So, did um, you want more upbeat beats? I just wanted more more tonal ambiance. suggestions. Okay. So I will go to. It wasn't full lifetime. Four. Four. Uh huh. Crying. Crying was oh. I thought the bathtub scene like qualified it for like a good three or four. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I'll Let's go give it three. three. Victimization of the female character. I mean, I think everyone in this movie had a rough fucking time. And usually, I'll go to someone like as dark as Lydia, right. who is a full five. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Um, failure and or refusal to jump to the logical conclusion. Uh, they really made sure of that they really wanted the, the pipe. They wanted the logic. They really want. They did have I'm a gonna give it like a. I'm gonna give it like a three point five, just because okay. I think that they, everything that she should have called the police for, there really was not no hard evidence, and I it would agree. have just been dismissed. Drop plot lines. Wait, like that, that, what happened to that fucking grill? Um, 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, what were they cooking on that grill? I feel like Don't. it was the reverse pipe at the end that tried to clear that up. Almost like they're listening yes. to this, you know? <laughs> but also that said, please drop more plot lines as opposed to just sending us off into the world with more negativity at the end of Yeah. This. So four? Four. Okay, font. I will say I liked the way that the at the top of the movie, the font was um to the right. I liked that they chose that alignment for it. It was pretty basic. I think this is like a three just because they went for a style choice. Sure. No, wait, I'm sorry, a two. That that was a light and fluffy Ooh. choice. It's not perfect, but it's it's closer to a two. Down. This movie's gonna score crazy, just so you know. 43.5. That is high, my friends. I'm not exactly sure where that falls yet. We are actually wrapping up this season. This might be the last episode of the season. I feel honored and privileged. Um, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Todd, thank you so much for being here. You guys, you can find Todd probably on Disney Plus soon. Um, but Definitely also, you're Todd J. G-R-I-Z. Yeah, on- Todd J. Grizz at Instagram. And then mm-hmm. you could uh, creep and find all the other goodies all of the clues yeah todd is is tiktoking up a storm <laughs> this is my daughters with you know she's really gotta start acknowledging me um <laughs> after you? everything i've gone through to make contact oh, with your daughter her. It wasn't her no it is 100 <laughs> percent on me well, no please, please uh, forward it to me i'll make sure <laughs> forward my daughter's uh, instagram files of comments uh to, meant to your daughter <laughs> say hi to your dad all right <laughs> not even a heart <laughs> not even not even come on i know i thought your daughter was brutally dissing me and turns out she's just a fucking teenage grace over there herself <laughs> all right thank you guys so much thank you for listening todd you're the best um nacho experts i hope you're having a prosperous new year remember my birthday is january 10th this comes out after that feel free to check out my non-existent uh, Amazon wish list, or instead go to our Patreon, which will probably be linked in the description. Okay, bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.